0: Last week, it was the defense that took over at Chargers OTAs, but this week, it was Kellen Moore's offense that was sticking it to Brandon Staley's group.
1: You are locked on Chargers.
0: Your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Droegemeier, and we've been covering the Chargers together now for seven seasons, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making this your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on YouTube and listen wherever you get your podcast from. David, what do we got?
1: On today's show, we're going to start things off by getting you the latest from Chargers OTAs and also talk about the Chargers' brand new wide receiver they signed, Darius Shepard. And then we're going to wrap things up with your great questions like, is there going to be any Chargers that make the all-rookie team? That
0: and a lot more on today's Fan Mill Friday podcast. I have one very good one. And I don't think it's the one people think it's going to be. But I do want to talk about Chargers OTAs because we're getting little snippets at this point, right? But we did get a decent amount out of their last practice where, you know, in the team drills, it was the offense and specifically Easton Stick that was lighting things up. Daniel Popper was out at practice, and this is what he said about Easton Stick, who had six touchdowns in the team period. He said Stick took 16 reps under center and threw six touchdown passes. Receiver Kiwan Doss, who's been working with the first team with Palmer and Williams out, caught two of these passes. Running back Isaiah Spillworth caught a swing route for a touchdown. Tight end so- Stone Smart got one, beating Jasir Taylor out of the slot. And rookie receiver Terrell Bynum, a USC product, made a diving catch for a touchdown. David, it is OTAs, right? And if we're going to give Easton Stick credit for this week, we have to remember last week, right, when defense was running the show and picking people off, and we don't know how many of those were Max Duggan and how many were Stick. But it is great to see because Chase Daniels is not in the building anymore. You let the veteran go because you believe that Easton Stick was able to be that guy that could back up Justin Herbert for a little bit cheaper and, you know, take over a game if he has to and not totally shoot the team in the foot. And at least I think you take from this a step in the right direction without getting too carried away
1: absolutely yeah you you got to have kind of a measured approach when you look at these things coming out of otas but with justin herbert away from practice dealing with the personal matter not injury related the the chargers organization made sure to put that out make that known easton yeah that's weird man
0: hopefully everything's good you know Justin Herbert. that was a weird thing to see anytime you see that you know you just hope hey all all friends family everyone's okay but we're not going to speculate on anything It's just odd anytime, you know, you don't see the starting quarterback out there for non-injury reasons, non-contract reasons, things like
1: that. Yeah, it is. It is definitely something always that you want to kind of pay attention to. But with Justin Herbert not at practice, that means that Easton Stick is the guy running the show for the offense. And the offense was firing on all cylinders they had him uh, at the 30 yard line basically uh, almost uh, uh, in a red zone situation obviously just outside of the red zone but being able to spread the ball around to be able to connect with you know a lot of different receivers running backs to be able to get to the end zone like that is a good step in the right direction for Easton Stick which I feel yeah. like we've seen some some flashes of brilliance from him the athleticism I think has been one, one of the things especially the running ability that we've seen mostly from Easton Stick so if we can continue to see some development as a passer from him. I think that would go a long ways to making you feel better about him being the Chargers' primary backup quarterback.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you have a, a scare last year with Justin Herbert, right? It's not like he uh, Chase Daniel had to get any significant time, but right, it is important here because he had a chance at the job last year, right? Chargers said that him and Chase Daniel were going at it for backup the backup job last year. And it was Chase Daniel who was active on game days, right? Not yeah. Easton Stick. So no. I think the biggest thing here will be showing consistency during the preseason because he's had some fantastic preseason games, even dating back to when he was a rookie, right? It's just yeah. the consistency. It would usually be one good game, two bad games, or two good games, yeah, one high. bad game. Totally. Yeah. And it's just like you – that's the one thing you can't have from your backup quarterback, right? Like you just yeah, can't you want go out there and totally right? ruin the game plan. Like yeah. that's – that's really all you need it to be. But I only said five touchdowns. The fifth touchdown, or the sixth touchdown, I should say, ended up going to Quinton Johnson. It was nice to see him making plays. He had a catch on social media where he was going up, making a nice one handed grab. And also in this 6 on six or seven-on-seven seven period, he got a one, or he had one touchdown, and it was against Asante Samuel Jr. in man-to-man coverage. I think you love to see that. Yeah, I mean, that was...
1: Truly fantastic. I mean, and and just from Daniel Popper's article, he gave a little bit of detail. He said Johnson lined up on the outside, Asante Samuel Jr. was across from him in man coverage at the snap. Johnson faked an out route before before cutting inside on the slant route, and he caught Asante Samuel completely fooled and stick hit. Johnston in stride for a touchdown from about eight yards out so like to be able to have that short area quickness to be able to get that separation like that's what it's all about in the NFL and to have a man of that size with that ability like in that short area quickness ability like man That's really really exciting and then to see that clip where he just went up there palmed that (laughs) football with one hand made just an incredible leaping catch Those are exciting. And I I know it's practice and I know it's not against anybody covering him, but it doesn't matter. Like those are the type of plays that get you excited about your first round pick, about what he is capable of doing. When you see him on Sundays and he's going up there and he's hauling touchdown passes from Justin Herbert.
0: Well, I think the most exciting thing about it is because you didn't see him <laughs> high-pointing a lot of balls in college, right, and right. going up and getting That's one. Exactly and using right. that ridiculous length that he has, crazy yeah. long arms, the catch, crazy athletic there. ability. That yeah. gives you a glimpse of the radius, right? Yeah. Like, And you want to see him doing that more, and it's nice to see him doing things. I mean, you don't always want guys going up one-handed, right. but you do want to see at that size for him to open up that part of his game a little bit, but the other part – getting the inside move. I mean, his releases were great for a college receiver. He was really, really good in that aspect. And he's big enough and strong enough to not get jammed up at the line too often. So I think that is something that's huge. And even though he might not be the traditional, you know, Mike Williams fade threat in the red zone, he definitely, if you get him the ball in his hands inside the five yard line, I think you feel pretty good about his chances of getting into the end zone. And how many plays have we seen? Chargers thrown into the flat, Chargers going short in the red zone and having that come up short. Time too much in <laughs> time again so I think another you know props goes to you know Kellen Moore's offense who even you know Max Duggan had five touchdowns in this practice so they were obviously yeah. keeping things definitely new and unique and different from what the Chargers defense has seen in years past going up against Joe Lombardi like to see that because Popper said that a lot of Max Duggan's touchdowns came from blown coverages so yeah. bat on the defensive side get that cleared up figure it out obviously but Kellen Moore uh, doing things differently and I think the Chargers defense is still trying to catch up a little bit but we also have a kicker battle David a kicker battle with a kicker named Dicker in it so we have to get to (laughs) that of course and David in the first day these two were going at it they kicked they each kicked five field goals and they each made five field goals
1: yep 27 yards out 32 yards out 43 yards out 48 yards out and the best of all 52 yards out we know that the chargers kickers have had some trouble past 50 yards so the more times you hear about them hitting those 50 plus yard field goals the better it makes you feel about their ability to do it when the game is on the line. And this is what it's all about. I mean, the, the Chargers right now are in a very good position where they have a veteran kicker who they kind of know what he brings to the table, and they have an up-and-coming young kicker who seems to have a very strong leg and just came off of one of the best rookie kicker
0: seasons, seasons ever yeah. in
1: the NFL. Like he was the NFL's, NFL's most
0: accurate kicker last year.
1: There you go. I mean, it just, he, he was, he came off of a great year and both of these guys, they deserve a legitimate chance to win this job. So this is going to be one of those kind of the under the radar type of training camp battles that you're going to have to keep an eye on another kicker competition.
0: Maybe you squares have it under the radar. It's going to be firmly on my radar during camp. Gotta (laughs) love a kicker battle, but thank you to Eric Smith for giving us the distances on those because obviously we were not there. So it's nice to see what those numbers were and where they're hitting it from. Dustin Hopkins, it's hard because the last time we saw him, it was him injured kicking a game-winning field goal for the Chargers against the Broncos in a game where they had to have it, and it was just an absolute On basically one leg, yeah. And then Cameron Dicker came in and was just about perfect. 21 of 22, hit all of his PATs, hit from 50-plus. Hopkins was, was nine of 10. How do you lose your job hitting 90% of your field goals? Like, yeah. Cameron Dicker was the most accurate kicker in the NFL of anyone who kicked more than three times in three field goal attempts. He was just absolutely awesome. He was nails. He's yeah. a little bit cheaper, but man, it's so sure. hard. You can't root against Dustin Hopkins. Like, I'm truly rooting for both of these dudes. Yeah. And I'm sure that whatever dude doesn't win out on it is going to be firmly on the radar of the Oh, they're going to get snatched teams. up immediately. There's no have doubt to about think it. So, so Both of them perfect through, you know, the first day of OTAs where they're going competitively. That's going to be very exciting, and it seems like the nerves haven't gotten to either of those guys yet. But we do have more to get to because it is Fan Mail Friday, and we're going to talk about a new signing, Darius Shepard. Why are they signing a receiver and return man at this point in the offseason? We're going to get in that coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that you guys should be making a break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs. Make a fast break over there because right now you can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 with FanDuel. That means you are winning even if you're losing. If you're losing, you can get $2,500. Now, they actually upped it $2,500 if you lose your bet. It was 1000 Now, it's $2,500 if you lose your bet. And right now, the finals are on. You have the Stanley Cup playoffs about to start as well. The finals about to start. But you guys should be going with all of your action to FanDuel because they have the best promotions going on. They always have so many fun ways to bet. And you might think, what are fun ways to bet? Go to FanDuel because they have so many different options and promotions going on and you're getting it on a safe and secure app. And the best part is you get paid instantly. So make sure you guys check out FanDuel and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on so you can get that no sweat first bet up to $2,500, $2,000. $500 if you lose and that's fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel official sports betting partner of the nba all right david it is fan mail friday and you guys really came through again with really really good questions so much so that we're not even going to be able to get into all of them today we're gonna have to use some next week as well because you guys really came through and we had some ota stuff to get into today But the everydayers know we'll be back with you guys on Monday. It is going to be the start of three shows a week. We're going to try to go Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But Monday's show, we're going to be talking about the disaster that lays ahead of the Chargers in 2024. If things don't go well this year, is this the last real year that they have a chance to get a Super Bowl? We're going to talk about that on Monday. But I do want to start with this question from Eddie Owensby because the Chargers made a signing this week. They ended up bringing in Darius Shepard, who was most recently in the XFL And David, this is an interesting signing. We know the Chargers cut Damon Lloyd. We haven't got to talk about that yet. A reserve linebacker opening up a spot. Now we see who they're filling it with with Darius Shepard.
1: Yeah, Darius Shepard is a guy who has some kind of familiarity with a, a current Chargers quarterback, and that is the current backup quarterback, Easton Stick. He played with Easton Stick, <laughs> Stick that, at North Dakota State where he won three FCS national championships together. Most recently, he has bounced around a couple of a, a couple of different practice squads, including the Green Bay Packers, but most recently – He was in the XFL and he won the XFL special teams player of the year award. And it was mostly based off of the kick return yards. He had 907 kick return yards and a 24.5 average. Also, did some damage on offense, too. He had 48 passes, 519 yards, and six touchdowns. So, I mean, this is a guy, I think primarily, Dan, you you probably look at this guy as competition for Darius Davis as a punt kick returner type of guy. Um, I think that's probably what the Chargers were thinking when they, they made this move to bring him in.
0: I, that was my first thought, too, and I, I think my only retort to that would just be like, I don't know if you can have competition if there's no way you're getting cut, and there's just no way that Darius Davis is getting cut, right? So, no. to me, this is a practice squad stash. This is someone sure. you're bringing on for that role if something were to happen to Darius Davis. This is sure. someone who could come in and Insurance fill Insurance policy. I mean, he as recently as last year in the XFL was a very good kick returner, and that's not the strongest part of Darius Davis's game, right? So could you say, hey, he has a chance to win the starting kickoff return rule? Probably not, because the Chargers go six deep already at wide receiver. So where's the room for him, right? Like, Unless Jalen Guyton's getting cut and you're going to keep a wide receiver specifically for punt returns and a wide receiver specifically for kick returns, just doesn't seem likely. (laughs) It seems to me this is a DeAndre Carter, Darius Davis, practice squad stash in case something happens especially for a dude who's five foot eight, you know, 170 pounds soaking wet. Of course. This is, I think, a good move for those reasons. It's not the, you know, free agent signing that we wanted to see, but I think this is, you know, at least someone to you. Beat competition at least during training camp, even if the competition can't end and Darius Davis getting cut because he used a fourth-round pick on him. But the average half yards last year in the XFL – But in 20 NFL kick returns, he has 18.7 yards average, which is not great. And he did that for the Packers. Also, kick returns are a little bit devalued right now, especially with the new rule. The other part of it is he did not return punts in the XFL. So that part doesn't, it's not an equal swap there, right? DeAndre Carter, Darius Davis, both good punt returners. Yeah. And when he did do punt returns in the NFL, he had three punt returns for a total of negative three yards. So he averaged negative one yards per punt return at the NFL level. You know, I'm saying that though. I like it. I like, you know, just building a deeper wide receiver room and a deeper wide receiver stash on the practice squad, because we know those guys got up and played meaningful snaps last year for the chargers. So let's get to the next question here from Marcus Boyd, who asked what would be more exciting in week one? This I had a tough one with a pick six from JC Jackson, assuming that he's playing in week one or a strip sack, Fumble return touchdown for Joey Bosa. David, which one would you go with? Ah, oh, man. You can make a, case, a... For can oh, make a yeah. case for either. You can make a case for either.
1: You totally could. But honestly, I think because of the severity of the J.C. Jackson injury and because we don't know where he at, where he's at in his, in his recovery time. And Joey, by all accounts, seems to be very healthy. So, right. you know, I kind of expect him to come back and have a very, very good year. I think the Chargers, with the way their secondary is right now, I think they're in a pretty good spot. If they're able to get a healthy JC Jackson back, a guy that's a pickoff machine, man, that could really spell some major problems for offenses all over the NFL. But yeah, I think that's what I would have to go with. I think that would be an absolutely massive uh, development for the Chargers if JC Jackson's able to come back get that pick six and remind everybody why he is Mr. INT.
0: Yeah. I mean, it would be his first interception as a charger, right? Like exactly. that would be great to see. I, I would have probably gone with that. I'll play devil's advocate and say Joey Bosa, because I think part of this year that I like the most is a fumble return for a touchdown, right? Yeah. It's that would be that amazing too. That You get the sack, you get the strip, you yeah. get the touchdown. That's obviously yeah. great, but I'd love to just see Joey Bosa running with the ball in his hands too, maybe bowling Whoa. over like you know, Patrick Mahomes on his way into the end zone. Like, so that, I think that's why if I'm playing devil's advocate, I would go with that. Give that me a big man the with, guy the ball with a hand. nail
1: in his head from uh, happy Gilmore, right. just right. running from the golf. Yeah. That, that would be Joey Bosa, right? There.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like I love to see Joey Bosa throw a stiff arm in there, right? Everyone's seen a DB take one back to the house, but yeah, I'd love to see course. a big man with the ball in his hands, especially a freak yes. like Joey Bosa and see him really open it up. But we do have more fan mail questions to get into. That was a great question. Marcus, John Hills is with us today, and he's asking, with the rumors circulating around a veteran, signing a veteran to provide edge rusher depth, would Leonard Floyd or Jadavian Clowney have a bigger impact? Which would have a more affordable contract and which fits better into the Staley system? So as far as the price tag goes, I would say that it's hard to say what either one are right now. I would say Leonard Floyd's probably more expensive. I'd have to believe he's been more productive. Nine plus sacks in three straight seasons. But yeah. as far as who fits better, David, I mean, we've actually seen one of them playing Brandon Staley's defense.
1: Yeah, of course. And and that's Leonard Floyd. I mean, Leonard Floyd was with the Rams when Brandon Staley was the defensive coordinator, and that's back when the Rams had the number one defense in the NFL. So When we he had know his best that...
0: season. It's his only double-digit sack season. He had 10.5 sacks. He's never had more than 10 in any other year.
1: There you go. This is just goes all along with the trend of defensive players playing their best seasons in their career for Brandon Staley. So that is a no brainer. Leonard Floyd would fit perfectly. He already understands the terminology. He can step in right away and be productive and not have to worry about the learning curve. I mean, that's a no brainer. And I think also, I just I like the production and the consistent production out of Leonard Floyd the last few years I think you add that guy to this this pass rush group I mean I think you don't have any more questions immediately after that
0: it'd be a chef's kiss through the off season I think I mean besides John Johnson maybe you add both of those yeah. dudes a couple of former Staley Defenders I mean I'd be had a hard time having any gripe with what the Chargers have done. Feels like those would be the cherry on top. And even though they signed Darius Shepard, they did leave one roster spot open. So they opened one up to bring him in. They're keeping one open for what that reason is. We don't know yet. So it's gonna be interesting to see if they will still dip back into it. I mean, it's almost at a month past when we saw them sign guys like Kyle Van Noy and Morgan Fox last year. Yeah. But there's still a lot of talent still left out there, especially at the edge rusher position. I'd feel better if there was a little bit of depth, you know, with more experience and some production behind Joey Bosa and Mac Mack. I like Thule, Chris Rump through two years. We haven't seen it from him yet. I'd like some veteran, you know, competition backup at that spot for sure. And Jadavian Quayone, I think, is kind of like a kryptonite to NFL front offices right now just because the last time we saw him. He was dragging his teammates and his coaches under the bus, which is just never going to help him get a, 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 on the next team. So, no. hope. you know, never hope a man can't find work. Hopefully, just Davey sure. and Clowney finds work. I just don't think it would be with the Chargers. So, we'll see what happens with that. But I'm all for Leonard Floyd. Hey, if you're talking about if he has to take a cheap deal, I can't believe he's still available can't think of a yeah, better place he insane. could do it i mean maybe someone has a starting spot available right and he's waiting for training camp to see if a starting spot somewhere opens up because he would not have that with the chargers Still but it's surprising not, to see him out there
1: there's no other better place for him to be daniel no. i mean this following is the, best the footsteps place to...
0: of morgan fox who literally just you know recouped a lot of his value that he didn't have when he was a free agent last year the proof exactly. is in the pudding there but we do have more questions to get into including fan favorite a tier, Showing up with his voicemail this week asking about the most exciting training camp battles. So we'll talk about that. And if any of these rookies can make the all-rookie team, coming up right after this. Tier, I love you. We have you on today's show. We're very excited to get you on. Thank you to everyone for checking out today's show. And thank you to everyone who hit us up. ask us your questions on Twitter at LockedOnLAC. Or hit up the voicemail line at 323-524-7924. But... Atiyah has a very serious training camp question that we have to get into. We cannot wait any longer. Let's hear what he has.
1: Dan, David, this is Atiyah. I have a question. Most exciting training camp battle, linebacker Henley and Murray or wide receiver three, Palmer and Johnson? I'm taking the wide receiver three. Let me hear you. Love you.
0: I love you. David, who are you going with? Yeah,
1: honestly, I I think the the sexy answer is to go with the wide receivers, but I think as far as impact on this team, uh, I think really it's Deion Henley and Kenneth Murray Jr. I I think they have really given Kenneth Murray the benefit of of the doubt from being a first round pick the last couple of years, and I feel like he's kind of had a number one role, a starting role just kind of sewn up. And I think now that you introduce some legitimate, real competition, some youth, a guy that really had some great production in college and was all over the football field and is a very sure tackler, a guy that that definitely is needed in the Chargers' defense after we've seen how bad the Chargers' run defense has been the last few years. I will be keeping a very close eye on that battle, and I, uh, I want to see who wins it. I think that's going to be a very, very exciting one for me.
0: I think so, too. Uh, I, I was going to go that way. I, I still will go that way. I mean, I think the thing is, is like if Quentin Johnston wins... He turns into wide receiver three, right? Like if Deion Henley wins, like there's nobody he's splitting targets with, right? Like he's going to be out there alongside Eric Hendricks. He's going to be the guy that's going to get a ton of snaps and probably have more snaps than the wide receiver three will, right? So I think it's Henley for those reasons. I think he has, you know, a good chance if they're willing to open the conversation of being real about how well Kenneth Murray is playing, dylan henley has more of a chance of that obviously i hope he wasn't the one on the you know all the defensive breakdowns that they saw at practice the other day but we will see i think he has a ton of raw talent i think he's a very sure tackler i think there's a lot of things he could bring to the chargers defense that they really lack right now and i think that if you're adding him to the chargers defense and he can be you know an upgrade over what you have in kenneth murray i mean that's been such a problem spot for the chargers and i think this as well david Kenneth Murray has been more of a problem spot than Josh Palmer has been. Right. So it's oh, like, yeah. if we're talking about which Definitely. one of those guys you need to see replaced more. I think based on play, not that's knowing what point. they're going to do this year, I think yeah. that you would rather replace Kenneth Murray. So no that's doubt. where I would want to go. And that goes perfectly with our next question from Colby Talbert. Another everyday are always coming through with the great questions. And he is asking these rookies have an opportunity to make an impact. Do you see the chargers make any chargers making an all rookie team and who has a better season Quentin Johnston, or this guy, Dayon Henley, that everyone wants to talk about. David, what do you got here?
1: Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to go with Quentin Johnston here. I think Quentin Johnston is coming into a great situation with uh, the best quarterback that he's ever played with period yeah. at, at any level a guy that can hit him in stride uh, a guy that can throw accurately on the run I mean there's really no throw that Justin Herbert can't make and so I feel like he's going to have have his opportunities just with you know considering the, the other Chargers wide receivers I love Keenan and I love Mike to death I, I really do but there's a very high probability that those guys are going to miss some time. And so yeah, I feel like Quentin nice. Johnson's going to have those opportunities to go out there and shine and and show his athletic ability. And I think that is going to get him an all rookie spot.
0: Oh, you think he's going to go all rookie? Oh, yeah, at know. least he's going to, I'm, I think he's going to have the better chance to get to the all rookie. You think he's going to have a better season than Deion Henley, right? Because those are two questions. Yes. Because I think yes. he'll have a better season if I had to pick right now than Deion Henley just because it's hard for me to imagine the chargers not using Quentin Johnson this year. It just, it's exactly. almost impossible for me to imagine that he's not right. going to just have some role. Like if Dayon Henley doesn't win the starting job at a camp, maybe he gets in on some sub package rules, but like he'll be on special teams. Mostly he will yeah. be mostly on special teams. So like, yeah. I think that, you know, there's a good chance you see if Kenneth Murray and Eric Hendricks are healthy and those dudes win those jobs, or at least Kenneth Murray wins that job, that he'll be out there for 90% of the snaps or something right. along those lines. Right. Or, If there's two linebackers on the field, he's going to be out there. So, like, we have a chance to see very little of Deion Henley potentially. It's very hard to imagine that they have, you know, a little chance to see Quentin Johnston, who is giant, and will definitely be on the field. I'm going to go off the board here. I think the best Chargers chance of making the all-rookie team – Darius Davis, people. What are we thinking hey. here? You're telling me that Darius Davis, the best returner coming out of the draft, doesn't have a great chance to win an all-rookie I'm kind of mad spot. at myself. I didn't yeah, think I know. That. I'm, I'm excited because I, I gave it off to you, and I was like, oh, no, I hope he doesn't pick my guy. <laughs> I mean, he could win it. First of all, he has two different options. He could win it as a kick returner. He could win it as a punt returner. So That's he has a two great, open spots. great slots point. <laughs> while, you know, Quentin Johnson's fighting for one of two spots. Deion Henley's, you know, really going for one of two spots. I think sure. as far as who's more likely to make the all-rookie team Wide receiver is going to be really hard. He was, Quentin Johnson, the second wide receiver off the board. And I yeah. believe that Dayon Henley was the third linebacker off the board. So both of them taking the top three of their positions. So you'd think would have a great chance at an all-rookie team outplaying the rest of those guys. Opportunity is so important, though. So I think You're opportunity right. is the only thing in the way. Darius Davis, even after the Darius Shepard signing, two returners named Darius. Different spellings. <laughs> Darius Swinton, not here to have those dudes on his special teams. Imagine Darius Swinton, the special teams coordinator, coaching Darius Davis Darius, and Darius, Darius, Darius. Darius Shepard. D3. <laughs> but I think that he easily has the best chance to win the all-rookie team. I think it would be pretty – I think it's his to lose. I'll say that. he's gonna. Have I got to say I
1: agree with you. Yeah, and they do have five freaking
0: punt return touchdowns in college. He is a freak and also runs – a 4-3. Legit 4-3. Darius Shepard, four six one. A little bit different there. A little bit more explosiveness on one side. But we do have a question from one of our real OG everydayers. We got Barnaby calling into today's show. Let's hear what he has.
1: What up, fellas? It's Barnaby from the 805. I didn't get my last question on the show, but let's see if this one will make it. I saw a report that they did not pick up Kenneth Murray's fifth-year option on his rookie contract. So I immediately thought that we were just basically cutting K-9 and we weren't going to see him in training camp. But everything I've heard is he will be there. So can you guys explain, what is that fifth-year option if we don't pick it up? Do we still have him under contracts? How does that work? It's a little confusing for me because I'm not really familiar with rookie NFL contracts. So I'd love to know. All right, fellas, keep up the hard work. Go Bubs.
0: Barnaby, you made it. there's the first good news right so the second thing is i'm sure you're not the only person that's wondering this right it is a very confusing thing the thing about the fifth year option is is you have to decide on it after the player's third year right so jerry tillery going into last year had his fifth year option declined and then that led to some resentment and obviously him eventually getting cut so you decide to pick it up before that player's fourth season so once you decide to decline it You're playing that last season knowing you're not going to be under contract for, in this case, 2024. So this is the last year for Kenneth Murray on the Chargers. He's under contract this year, whereas Justin Herbert, whose fifth-year option was picked up, he's played three years, so now is still under contract through 2023 and 2024. The other thing about the fifth-year option is it changes. The money changes based on your performance over the first three years. I believe that Kenneth Murray would have been in the third tier of a player who's either played 50% of the snaps in any of their three seasons so far or in all of the three seasons or played 75% of the snaps defensively in any of those three seasons at any point. I think he hits those thresholds and snap counts and percentages can be a little bit difficult to find. But basically, the Chargers would have had to pay Kenneth Murray $12.7 million in 2024, and they're $60 million over the cap. But that's something we'll be talking about on Monday when we get more into the Chargers cap hell going into next year.
1: And also, the fifth-year option is only for first-round picks. Okay, only that's a good point. for first-round yeah. picks. So that's important the one, to remember. Uh, yeah, that's one thing to remember. And it is exactly how it sounds. It's an option, so it's up to the team to decide whether they want to exercise that fifth-year option or not. They decided not to with Kenneth Murray. So after this year, after his fourth year in the league, he will be a unrestricted free agent
0: correct so and the thing is that's hard is you have to find out after the third season right that's like the packers had to do it with jordan love before they even really saw him so that part can yeah. be difficult donnie from wisconsin i'll squeeze you in here donnie from wisconsin what's your favorite college football team i'm assuming san diego state but i could be wrong mine's wisconsin badgers i'm san diego state david are you san diego state or san diego state Yes, we both absolutely. totally graduated from san diego state don't do any research into that it's totally true so We like the Aztecs. I was always a USC guy growing up over UCLA. Growing up, I was an Ohio State fan because James Laurinaitis played there. So I've bounced all over the place a little bit. But San Diego State, basketball, football, that's who I pull for now for sure as a San Diegan. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. Thank you to everyone who hit us up on Twitter at LockdownLAC and called in at 323-524-7924 to the Lockdown Chargers voicemail line. But the good news is, guys, we'll be back with you on Monday talking about what happens in 2024 because the Chargers are going all in financially this year and may have set themselves up for one last Super Bowl chance this upcoming season. So we'll talk about that. But to make sure you never miss the show, guys, go subscribe or follow for free on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show and listen wherever you get your podcast from. You can also find every day on Twitter, every show that we put out. So you can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at Talk SD. You can also find the show's page at locked on L A C like everyone hit us up for those voicemails. But that is going to do it for today's show, Monday, talking about the future, which can be a little bit scary. And we'll be here to talk about that with you guys. But until then, take it easy and go bolts.